Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome back to the Women's Podcast. I'm Roisin Ingle. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to have a more conscious, sustainable and mindful Christmas. Everything is so convenient now and convenient when convenient and consumerism go side by side. It's a beautiful marriage. They're going to view <laughs> each other forever. Make it a little bit hard for yourself. You know, no one's saying that you have to go and, you know, chop down the tree and print the notes you have to go okay. to the bank, the bank machine, do a budget. You know, how much are you going to spend for Christmas? How much do you want to spend, say, for next Christmas? And divide that up between now and then with the amount of pay slips or pay paydays that you have. So every time you get paid, you literally put that amount that you said into that envelope. That was Santis O'Gara there. And we'll be hearing more from her and from Catherine Cleary later in the episode. But first, I just wanted to mention some stories of the week for women, which includes the very good and overdue news that three years after Northern Ireland's abortion laws were liberalised, full abortion services are to be formally set up in Northern Ireland. And that was announced by the UK government. Northern Ireland Secretary Chris Heaton-Harris said he had written to the Department of Health in the North to commission the services in line with his statutory obligations. He said he anticipated services becoming available in the coming months. And we've discussed this on the podcast before. Northern Ireland's abortion laws were liberalised in 2019 following legislation passed by Westminster at a time when the power-sharing government at Stormont had collapsed. While individual health trusts have offered limited services on an ad hoc basis since then, Northern Ireland's Department of Health never centrally commissioned the rollout of full services due to the political impasse at Stormont. In May 2021, the UK government intervened and laid regulations at Parliament that removed the need for the Department of Health to seek the approval of the wider executive to commission the services. And it also gave the Secretary of State the power to step in and commission the services himself if the devolved health minister failed to do so. Mr Heaton Harris said the formal commissioning would enable health and social care trusts to recruit and train staff in the coming months. He said the UK government is steadfast in its commitment to ensuring women of Northern Ireland have access to safe, high quality and local abortion services. So that is very good news from the north. But there is some bad news for women and let's face it, men in Indonesia, where this week the parliament there approved a new criminal code that bans sex outside of marriage. It just sounds unbelievable that in this day and age, these are laws. And the law has been passed with the support of all political parties. It's going to apply to Indonesians and to tourists visiting the area with the punishment of up to one year in prison prison. New laws also prohibit unmarried couples from living together. Currently, adultery, but not sex outside of marriage, is banned in the country and the new law won't come into effect for three years. But there are worries about what this development also means for tourists. The Deputy Chief of Indonesia's Tourism Board, Maulana Yustran, told Reuters that the new regulations are totally counterproductive when the country is attempting to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. We deeply regret the government has closed their eyes. We have already expressed our concerns to the Ministry of Tourism about how harmful this law is. And we know that destinations like Bali are hugely popular with visitors from all over the world and especially with Australians. And just a little note, that ban on sex outside marriage is being called the Bali Bonk Ban. Uh, And hopefully sense is going to prevail and that law will never come into effect but it sounds pretty serious there and just really strange and retrograde. And finally I just wanted to mention a new report which has recommended changes to the strict inflexible school uniform policies in Ireland which inhibit greater physical activity especially among young girls and young women. I'm really delighted about this because I think uniforms for both girls and boys are not practical in this country especially where girls are not allowed to wear trousers. So hopefully this report 
of the Youth Stakeholder Forum on Sport might move things along. It's recommending that a physical activity friendly approach be taken to school uniform policy. And the findings of the report are based on a forum convened by Minister of State for Sport, Jack Chambers, earlier this year. And the report states that strict, inflexible uniforms and school dress policies are cited as being an impediment in many cases to achieving greater physical activity by young people. And as I said, it's an issue for girls and young women, especially according to the report. Um, But it also refers to boys and young men. It made them difficult to lead an active life and be engaged in physical activity in school. I'm really glad this conversation is happening and getting to reach the government because it is 2022 and we're still forcing many girls to wear a skirt to school, which is absolute madness, if you ask me. Now, if a conscious, more mindful Christmas sounds boring and buzzkilly, I promise you it's not. We don't want to come off all Scrooge here on the Women's Podcast, but there are a few things taking the shine off the season this year. The cost of living crisis, homelessness, the war in Ukraine, and the sense of a perma-crisis that's been rolling on even as the pandemic waned. So we thought it might be a good idea to pick the brains of some people who are good at living more lightly, especially at this time of year that can often induce panic over excess spending and last minute purchasing. So wouldn't it be nice to take it a little bit handier this year to not worry so much about whether you've got a present for every single person in your life and instead to think about how you can maybe have a nice experience with that person or just improve the amount of quality time that you get with them. There is a lot to discuss in this so we brought in Irish Times contributor and author of our Game Changers column Dubliner Catherine Cleary and Santos O'Garo the author of soon to be published The Money Mentor. I began by asking Catherine whether she feels there is a bit more of a motivation this year to have more of a mindful Christmas. I think people want to feel good about what they buy again. And I think with, um, you know, there's a little bit of a niggle sometimes, you know, there is the sugar rush of the fast fashion hit, the brand new T-shirt, you know, whatever it is, and it arrives and you rip it out of the Amazon bag or whatever. But I think... There's a, another thing, and partly maybe social media has to do with it as well. You're able to be a, a bit humble braggy about your your ethical purchases. <laughs> now, of course, that comes with a torrent of greenwashing in that, you know, all of these mainstream brands are pushing ethical purchases on us when they are far from that because they're coming from the same, exactly the same ecosystem that is pushing us all to destruction. But anyway, let's keep it light. <laughs> so, but no, I think, I think people are... Uh, I mean, I think people are slightly exhausted. My my youngest son said to me last night, I was talking about he's going on a on a Christmas trip tomorrow and I was like, You love Christmas? He said, I hate Christmas. It's it's mass consumerism. <laughs> love him. Yeah. And, did and he I say went, that? he did love actually say it. He? He's thirteen, yeah. Yeah. So oh, he oh. <laughs> rent our house. I, know. Jeez, I was I know. getting gypped for not having the decorations up. Yeah, and no, and I mean it was a little bit, you know, of of just I suppose pushback against your mother telling you you love Christmas. So but it, it, if he's feeling <laughs> It, I think there is a little bit of really are we doing this again? Are we really just dashing around, you know, overheated in our winter coats, queuing up in a panic to get something that somebody's not going to really like anyway? And you know, maybe we can just take a step back and and think and just do something a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I found this um, wooden Christmas tree in one of the four letter supermarkets and uh, for 35 euro which probably sounds a lot but I actually I managed to persuade the children that this was a good idea we bought it we had to make it which was really nice so last night uh, we were there together and we're not really a makey crafty family but we put this thing together and it looks lovely we decorated it now it's wooden it's just wood it doesn't have any green on it it smells a bit piney but Santa's like that for me felt like a lovely thing to do I felt much better than going off and getting it I mean I know it doesn't make any difference if I don't buy a Christmas tree but for me it was just doing something a little bit different do you agree with Catherine that there's maybe a bit more of conversation around all of these things yes and I think thank God it's healthy because there's people if you don't see these or listen or hear these conversations and you don't know that there can be different out there and it's you know a lot of it depends on our environment and for me I didn't know a lot of people that spoke about, you know, sustainable of um, circle of fashion or the circle of movement. I didn't know that that even, that was a really a big thing. Uh, the only thing I saw were people, the extremes of it. And I was like, well, I don't want to be in your gang. But now that I am watching everybody and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, well, you know what? I bought this in a charity shop. It feels good. Um, I really 
took my time and I'm buying this for you. I want to connect with you through this present. So it might not be a hundred euro because I don't have the time and I'm rushing in last minute and I'm just going to get your gift voucher and show you'll be happy with that. And that there's a, there's a real big disconnect there. I think it's about time that we reel ourselves back in and start reconnecting with the people that are around us and not in a monetary sense, but in the sense of real life. I'm here. I get you. I like you. This is a representation of it. Now, we do want to speak about money at some point because yes, you are do. such an amazing yes. expert and you're, I know you're going to really help and inspire people. But before we get on to that, let's talk more about um, what you were saying, Catherine, about the different things, the, the choosing different presents. And you have a few that you've brought in with you today. So, like, you you have to be conscious of the greenwashing and conscious of are you just ending up spending... Because I'd like to us to talk to you about not spending as much money, which I know yes. you're into, Santos. Mm-hmm. But what, what sort of things have you found, Catherine, in the market there? Yeah, I mean, I think... And I love Santos's idea of spending time on people as opposed to just, and I, I am, I'm definitely somebody who gets a gift voucher for somebody because I can't think and I know, but actually it does. If you spend a little bit of time thinking uh, and finding something and that's something, you know, we had a lot of time on our hands maybe a while ago. There seems to be less time on our hands now. So, but there are other things you can do. The nice thing I think about Christmas presents is where people say, maybe I, I can't afford to buy something that's made in Ireland. Maybe you can buy something small. I found these great socks in the Irish design shop yesterday, made in Donegal. They're called house socks. They're just like, they're flecked tweed socks. They're just really nice. And, you know, again, you're supporting somebody, a knitter in Donegal who's making these. Um, hopefully further down the line, there'll be actual Irish sheep involved and there'll be a whole, you know, circular economy where there are farms making money from Irish fashion again, which they are haven't been for so long. Um, and yeah, I think it is just uh, less but better, less, and and that might be less but better in terms of time that you've spent on something. A friend was saying that their a friend of friend is in a group and they all have various different skills, so they're doing like a secret Santa on chores. So somebody's going to clean your gutters as your Christmas present, or <laughs> give you a haircut, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, and so connected, you know. Yes. So in at the end of January, you rock up and you get. You know, your gutters get cleaned and you're like, that's that's a really good Christmas present to get from somebody. That's brilliant. Um, Are you in that group, Catherine? Sadly, no. I have to. <laughs> I have to get, get in, in there. there. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Get us all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anything else that you've spotted? Because um, you wrote recently about it, didn't you? About I a did. few sustainable gifts. Yeah. And this is my tote from, there's a wonderful social enterprise called Circe Ethnic Hands on Deck. So there are women who were in our indirect provision and they're making, they have a great website. It's Circe-EHD. This is their tote bag and it's got, um, it's an Albanian uh, saying, which translates as your mother knows you better than you know yourself, which I think is a pretty good. um, So that's, it's like a super, tote bags are so helpful and useful. And they make these with, they started out making masks during the pandemic uh, for people in direct provision. And they now make all these wonderful tote bags and they've just recently started making hand creams and candles. So again, these might be a little bit more expensive than something you'd pick up in a bigger shop, but there are women who are literally, this is their freedom to make these things. They have an incredible, you know, group of uh, happy people who get together in a workshop and they make these and they now have a small business and they're working with Rethink Ireland to grow their business and become, uh, you know, a really sustainable and social enterprise, which is the best. It's really just doing good with your Christmas cash. And are they, can you get them in a physical place or is it only on their website? Only on their website at the moment. And you may actually have to contact them on Instagram because their website is a little bit, they're having difficulty taking payments. But again, you will only be glad that you did because they're an amazing bunch of women. Mm. Um, a mother's cooperative, you know, what's not to love? Anything else you have there in your little What do bag? I have in my little bag of tricks? Um, <laughs> oh, yes, I don't have home, a, a wild Atlantic rainforest, but you can <laughs> you can help to contribute to one through Home Tree, which are great, again, social enterprise in Clare. And for 10 euro, you can send, they will send somebody a card saying that there's a tree being planted somewhere in a very remote part of Ireland to get back our wild Atlantic rainforests because they're incredible and we have tiny scraps of them left. Um, so that's home tree, they're hometree.ie. If you're in the in the mood for a hamper, and hampers can be, you know, full of 
things that maybe you're not going to use, like that jar of brandy butter that's still going to be there in, <laughs> <laughs> next summer. But there's a wonderful one by the Together Academy, and they're a training operation for people with Down syndrome based in Dublin. And they have a really beautiful hamper full of really delicious things on their website, togetheracademy.ie. And again, you're supporting a training program that's going to go on through the rest of the year. So it's one of those presents that's not just for Christmas. That's really nice because then you also know these are Irish places. So if you do order them online, like they're, they're going to come. It's yeah. not because sometimes you're now at this point, you start going on Amazon, you kind of think, oh God, will it actually arrive before Christmas? So when it's an Irish one, you know it's going to be there. Absolutely. In a few yeah. days. Yeah, probably. there's no long chain supply issues here, hopefully. Right. Is that your last one there? I think that's my last one. Do I have anything? Oh, kindfolk.a as well. That's another woman, Orla O'Connell down in Cork. She has really nice... Um, pre-loved as she calls it uh, children's clothes so when you want to get your nice outfit for the kids for Christmas and also they do you know occasion wear for weddings and things like that as well her website is wonderful it's kindfolk.ie Brilliant Okay Santos what about you have you come to us with some ideas for presents? I have um, I kind of hinted at it earlier with time Okay So for my neighbours it's going to be my last Christmas there and I'm going to make it really personal because I think people get that more but for my neighbours, instead, I realised that Patrick, one of my neighbours, I've given him a bottle of wine every every year and they don't <laughs> it's drink. It's another easy present oh, though, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> they don't yeah, drink. They don't they drink. Don't drink. <laughs> no. Jesus, Santa, sorry. When did you realise that? I was just talking to him throughout the year. I had a good talk. Um, <laughs> oh and they're very, you know, they're, they don't drink. They're clean living. <laughs> clean Conscious. living. They're clean yeah, living. They're, they're good, honest people. <laughs> And uh, I was, um, you know, throwing that in there in the mix. <laughs> but what I what I'm gonna do is, it, and it made me think. I need to get to know the people that are around me. They always look out for me. They always look out for the children. And for me, I'm gonna. We're making up little hampers like of flowers. We, I went to a workshop recently, and they were saying, "Oh, you can get like you know old vase, an old vase, and make flowers up." And we're gonna give that to the neighbors. So we're gonna give that to them. But we're gonna write a note. And tell them just how much we appreciate them. Because I've spent so many years not knowing you. Well, and now I just want to, yeah. I know anything about like, them, it sounds like. I do, I just don't, like I don't drink with them, you know. I just, I see them in the lift or, and you, you know. never like, will, I'm only joking. But I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. Um, socialise with socialize them, Socialise yeah. with them. But they're good people. Yeah. And they're really kind. And, you know, when my bathroom was broke, I ran up to Patrick and Marina to see, can I get a loan of something to, you know, appliers to fix whatever it was that was loose. So I was like, I appreciate you. I do. And I felt really bad that I didn't even consider that because I've been so busy with my life. And, you know, you can live literally two metres away from somebody and, you know, you don't really know anything about them. So I've been really looking at giving the gift of to my time over the wine. If you give me a bottle of wine or you give me a card and a lovely f- bunch of flowers, and it's saying, you know, I appreciate, you know, that time then you did that, that really touched me. Thank you very much. I appreciate you in my life. I want that card. I'll keep that card for years because it's a nice thing about me. Um, someone took the time to look at the good in me. And I think that's what we need to be looking at. And it's not because I'm trying to be cheap. This is not just about money saving. It's just that I'm really trying to flip people's mindset because there is such a consumer culture out there that's telling you to buy, buy, buy. Um, another thing I'm, I'm, I've been pushing is the WhatsApp group with your family. Somebody go in there and someone say, I can't afford this. I can't afford the madness this year. We're after having such a year where everything has been thrown at us, you know, petrol prices, um, energy prices, you know, food prices, there's the war in Ukraine, there's so much going on and we really need to be watching our mental health, you know. Um, I know that you are saying, Catherine, that, you know, kids get so anxious, but we all get so anxious at Christmas as well. So instead, I I haven't thrown out it because I'm afraid of this one. (laughs) I want my family to consider going on a a Christmas morning sea swim whether you want to go or you want to come with the tea, you know, show up, get really into the community. And it's also a great opportunity for me to see all the neighbours or all the friends and family that I don't always get to see. And sometimes it's just 
over a pint or over a few drinks. It's such a, a like a revitalizing moment. And I'm trying to get my mom. She's a hard one that I'm pushing. But it's about I just want to get to know everybody again. We've been so busy. Then we were disconnected, connected, so busy. Can we just choose each other over everything this year? Um that's something that I'm really looking at. And so a little you, WhatsApp group intervention is what yeah, you're Yeah, go in saying. there and say, just or, be honest can about we do a Chris Kindle? Can we have a yeah. limit? Or can we yeah. just buy for the kids this year? I yeah. guarantee you somebody's going to say, thank God for that. Yeah. For you just, you'll that. be very impressed with our family because for years, because we've 18, 18 grandchildren, yeah. they have always only ever done uh, Chris Kindle. So there's one, one cousin buys for another cousin. Yeah. And then with those siblings as well, we will always do that. So yeah. we did. We started that like maybe 10 years ago Love and it's that. just worked. And we have a little gathering of all of us together for the children where they do their exchanging of presents and we all sing 12 Days of Christmas and it's very noisy. And, uh, it was lovely. You wouldn't have it any other no, way No, exactly. Though. It's yeah. lovely. But I think, yeah, for families who don't already kind of do that, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, it can be kind of like you say, nerve wracking to, to be the one to suggest Bring it. it but a lot do of people it. will be glad. Somebody is going to be, and you can't look at, the, the person because of the job they have we don't know what their financial situation yeah, is behind closed doors so what you're doing is actually it's empathetic mm. you're being empathetic without even trying to be Yeah. because you might think you're doing it for yourself but you're actually doing it for a lot of people you know we don't talk about money we don't talk about the spending culture and um, so it's there's a shame that's attached to it and it's about time that we literally somebody has to start and say I, I want to opt out you know, can we do it a different way? Because I don't want to be, I don't want anybody coming to Christmas dinner stressed. Yeah. yeah. You know, or feeling that, wow, January, I'm going to have a proper money hangover now. I don't even know what happened. I don't even know where it went. I just knew it was mayhem in December. Yeah. And here I am now. And that's setting me up for the year ahead. I think it's time that we, we really pull back. Well, on gifts though, Santa's any other ideas? So yes. you're obviously going to make some stuff yes, and write I'm some notes. I'm going to make some stuff and I am going to be buying. Right. And um, there's some friends, because I know there's some friends that they, because they know what they like, they like what they like. <laughs> and, um, I'm going to support them in that way. If they want the bottle of gin, they're going to get the bottle of gin. I, I feel like I'm, I'm a bit of an alcoholic here. I keep mentioning, <laughs> mentioning alcohol, but I don't mean to. It's but, Christmas, you know, it's okay. It's Christmas. Um, but if that's what they want, that's yeah. what they're going to get. But I do have my list. I do have, um, and I'm very serious about the people that are on the list. They really mean something to me. I'm not buying you something for the sake of buying you something. Mm. Those days are gone. Um, and I have a limit. I have a budget over Christmas. It's an expense. Mm. And December is a normal month, but Christmas is an expense on top of it. You're going to, you know, I read the article in the Irish Times by Connor. Um, <laughs> and, you know. This is Connor Pope's article Connor about Pope, how much sorry. Christmas costs. Yeah. Which is around, I think it was 2,200 or two, something Yeah, like 2,240. Yeah, I think that's yeah. two and a half. And that's just outside of what you would be paying every mm. month. It's an expensive month. I would say for people, if you your last paycheck is coming in, make sure you have your essentials sorted so that you're going into Christmas. And it'll make that Christmas list so much easier mm. as well. You know, am I going to be paying for my electricity or am I going to give Tony, who I don't really like in work, a gift for 50 euro mm. or whatever it is, Sorry for t any all the Tonys. I keep There's oh, not I many Tonys listening. I always give a random name. There might be a few Antonias. Like <laughs> 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 but you know, yeah. I'm sorry if that's the person. You know, but right now I'm gonna, I'm gonna just have to. I'll have to take Tony off the list because I'm gonna pay for my electricity, and I might put somebody. I'm, I might look at that list again and say, you know, the people that are on it. I'm going to really be mindful and really be conscious of what I'm going to buy you. And I have that more, I have more time than to actually put the effort into that. So that's what I would say, you know, um, I'm Santa, so I'm not Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't turn up with all the madness, you know. And it is, like it, it is madness. It is madness. Exactly. Catherine, what about that? Let's get on to some money talk because I love the way you said earlier. We don't like talking about it. I don't like talking about it. I'm. I feel like you have a lot to teach me, and I, we've we've talked about money on the podcast recently before, and it was things I was supposed to instigate that I haven't, and now I feel like this is my second chance to be reminded. But how are you with money, Catherine? And especially at this time of year, are you good? Are you mindful? Yeah, I'm better than I used to be. I um, 
I remember years ago when I used to work in the Irish Times meeting somebody in the library and I was talking about my credit card bill and the interest and she looked at me and said, I've never paid interest on my credit card and I just, it was a real eye-opener. I was like, God, there are people in the world who just clear their credit card bill every, every, month. every month and do that. So I'm happy to say I am now that person. I don't pay interest unless I forget or you know okay. something. And actually, I don't use the credit card that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I do use my card and we were just chatting earlier about like, it is very easy, the tap and having it on the phone is is lethal as well, I suppose. Mm. Um, but about two, actually back in 2019, ironically, given what was up ahead of us, I did a year where I didn't buy any new clothes. Right. And yeah. that was life-changing for me in terms of how much money it freed up for me to do things that I wanted to do that I didn't necessarily, you know, I was in a routine where I would, I'd go to the shop that was my happy place and I would always come away and it wasn't a cheap shop and I would always come away with one or two things and more in the sale. And then I just had a wardrobe full of things I didn't like anymore. So I stopped and that was brilliant. Um, and then as it happened, the pandemic hit and none of us could go there for a few months. So I was like, ha ha, look at me. <laughs> I've got all I my clothes, outfits. I've got nowhere to go in them, but, you know. And like that, you know, you're reconnecting with other people. Like I got to know lots of women in the neighborhood through a WhatsApp group. and We have a clothes swap. Actually, we haven't had one for a while. We that. must do it again. Um, and... That helped me. Yeah, I think that actually helped me get my finances together in a way because it was my biggest non-essential thing that I was splurging on. So it meant, and it just became a habit. It just and and I was being manipulated by those really clever designers. And the thing I bought that was going to be the the coat that would last me the rest of my life, they'd obviously <laughs> replace your it. life. Yeah, <laughs> the life changing coat. I've yeah. been in, in search for the life changing coat all my life, and I've never found it. <laughs> Because obviously the designers would come up with the next one that made yeah, my yeah. coat look like yesterday's news. So <laughs> that kind of, and that was interesting. And it's funny because I used to be a real charity shop, you know, person as well. And not buying things was almost like those those switches were just completely un, unhooked from that. Whatever I was yearning for and whatever yearning I was filling through that, I was finding in other areas that weren't necessarily spending money. Um, but I do love that. And I think going back to your great, piece a few weeks back about friendships and, you know, reigniting friendships. And, and I'm conscious that some of my longest standing friendships, I haven't been spending time on those. Yeah. So in yes, the last, I'm, yeah. I'm, I think I'm the same as well. I think yeah. that's what's really triggered and, it for this year. Yeah. And isn't that like, I mean, without, it's hard not to get corny about that, but it's kind of like, it's not making some commitments with your friends, committing to spending time with them, arranging things. Is that not more of a gift and a present in a way than, than the stuff that we do pick up, like you said, last minute, oh, we'll just, oh, here's something wrapped up that I'm giving this person, yes. but it's not very meaningful. But listen, let's talk a bit, let's get a bit more to Talking about money, Santa's not Santa Claus, which I love. <laughs> uh, you are very much like bring back the cash. I, bring I, us back cash to the cash king. world. I think cash is king. Um, I really do. I really think that you have to make things a little bit. Everything is so convenient now. And convenient, when convenient and consumerism go side by side, it's a beautiful marriage. They're going to view <laughs> each other forever. Make it a little bit hard for yourself. You know, no one's saying that you have to go and, you know, chop down the tree and print the notes. You have to go okay. to the bank, the bank machine, do a budget. You know, how much are you going to spend for Christmas? How much do you want to spend, say, for next Christmas? And divide that up between now and then with the amount of pay slips or pay paydays that you have. So every time you get paid, you literally put that amount that you said into that envelope. So this is your envelope stuffing system. The cash envelope system, Which I'm really intrigued by. So you've got all these envelopes in your house and on each envelope it says different things. I don't want to know where. Don't tell me. Under your mattress. I'm joking. In a secure location there are some envelopes. In a secure location. But all these envelopes have different things on like holiday or Christmas fund or Christmas dinner shop or whatever it is. And during the year you are filling it. Filling those. It's a little it's a a little as 10 euro a week. You know, it's not mad money that's going in, but you get that sense of satisfaction and that instead of going for the instant gratification where you can just have it right now, it's that delayed gratification and you're changing your mindset towards your money that you go out and give your time to earn. So you're literally saying, okay, every time I get paid, I'm going to put 10 euro towards Christmas or the Christmas shop. Mm. So when Christmas week comes and everybody else is panicking, you're saying, 
I have my list for my Christmas shop. I'm going to show up and I have my envelope and that will pay for that. So you're that. going up to Lidl or Tesco or yep. Super Value or Dunn's or wherever yep. you like to shop with your envelope stuffed with the cash that you've put in over the years. Yep. Amazing. No shame. I'm walking up there and I'm like, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> you know, here you go. That's, that's, that's what I've worked for. Yeah. And we're moving away from that quite a lot. But I feel, and I feel that's a huge mistake. I, I just, mm. I could just see it. I've seen it for myself. I saw, you know, me being able to buy a purse for 300 euro for my bed, you know, because I felt a certain way because I had my card. If you told me that I had to get up, go into town, go into the shop, buy the purse, I probably would have delayed it. I would have thought more about it. Do I really want this? Oh, I have to take that cash out. I'm looking, I'm counting the cash. Right. It's 300 euro. You know, I'm going to go and just hand that over to someone now. You know, there's a lot there's a lot to, to think about when you're doing cash. And then if you're saved for it, then it's not saying the purse is a bad thing. It's saying, do you appreciate it? You know, are you going to get in debt? Is it worth you getting into debt on your credit card for? Is it worth getting, you know, you know, not having any connection with that purse? Are you just going to get it at home and throw it aside for the next purse that someone is like? like you were saying with the coat, for the next coat and have no no feelings toward it. We don't have favourite things anymore. We have the, the latest things. trend. Yeah. You well, know, we don't. We should tell people who don't know uh, who are listening that you were one of those people probably oh like God. me, mindless, I, I know tapping it. around internet shopping yeah. for stuff that we don't loved need. <laughs> you were that person. You're not anymore. It, but yeah. <laughs> just, just remind us where you were and where you came to and how that happened just quickly because um, you've got a whole book about it yeah. which people can pre-order. It's called The Money Mentor. Is it that right? Is. Uh, so it's coming out in January and I know everyone's. it's going to be a huge hit. People are going to really want to see, see all your tips. But... Tell us about your, your story in money. I believe we all have money personalities and it depends on the first five years of your life, you know, your environment. You know, was your mom, you know, tight with money or was there, it was, were you in a house where it's lack, you know, was it maybe poverty? It could be anything. And that defines you to a certain point of how you're going to be with money. My mom was a no person. So throughout my life, she was like, no, mom, can I have? No, <laughs> no explanations, nothing. And it was just like, OK, I'm going to build this up again and come at her again. Another angle. And it might be a yes, you know, but it was a lot of no's and there was no explanation behind it. So when I got my first job, I was like, I could say yes. Yeah. And I said yes to everything. And I, I thought all I had to do was just work and keep saying yes. And I worked. And I said yes. And I said yes to the credit card coming in the door. I said yes to spending on that credit card. I said yes when I felt a little bit sad and I wanted a holiday. And I just booked it. I said yes when I had a break up with my boyfriend and I wanted to show him that I was doing well. So I bought myself a 20 grand car. I said yes to everything that I wanted throughout my life. And I got it all on credit cash. I worked my way up and I was doing well and people thought I was doing well until it catches up with you. You can't sustain that lifestyle of buying things to to because you're not healed or you're trying to portray something to the people that are around you. And a lot of us are doing that. It's 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 great to look like everything is okay. You know, and you know, I it caught up with me. Um I had my two children. I wasn't working the way I was, um had a breakdown in a relationship, finances changed, and I realized I was still trying to say yes and I couldn't and I physically couldn't. It was taken away from me and it was, yeah, it was grabbed. (laughs) It grabbed out of me and I realised that, no, I didn't like seeing the postman every week. I didn't know what letter he was going to go. I didn't like the emails that were coming in, you know, and it got into a cycle where I realised that I don't even like half the stuff I've bought I don't even I, I bought a car that was embarrassed to be seen in because it wasn't me um, because I wanted one person to see me in that car you know <laughs> like and the, the emotions behind it was was wrong so how did you sort it all out Santos? Um, I I probably did a little bit like you did Catherine I probably did no, it wasn't like Cold saying turkey. no to shopping but I pulled back on everything and I started budgeting and I started, you know, looking to see, does anybody else think like me? Am I am I going crazy? I can't keep up with this. I can't live in this lifestyle anymore. Can I wanna stop? I wanna I wanna start again. 
am I mad, you know? Mm -hmm. And I started budgeting and I started looking at other people in the budgeting community. And I realized that these people, if I saw them on the street, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, oh my God, they, they haven't bought a new outfit this week, you know, or they're, they're cooking from scratch or yeah. they boil their ham and, and slice it themselves <laughs> instead of going in and buying packets. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't know. So I need to change the way I'm seeing everything and they seem more connected. They seem more happy. I want a bit of that, right. you know. So I started budgeting. I went on Instagram <laughs> um, and, I, and I'm laughing now because I was not really on social media. <laughs> and I went on Instagram and I'm from the Caribbean, Montserrat in the Caribbean. And I have family in the UK and Ireland. And I, I remember posting like, you know, I'm 15,027 in debt. And they kind of knew what was going on behind the scene. And I was like, and I'm going to clear this in a year. And like my uncles are like, are you OK? Is everything OK? Do you need to come over and stay with us for a bit? What's going on? They didn't know that I had, you know, a breakdown before then. And I was just thinking, man, I have to change something. So you did. I did. And you did manage to get rid of that debt. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What do you think your money personality is, Catherine? I think it changes. I mean, I think, and I'm conscious of my age gap, you know, for, it's very, it's all very nice for me to say, I have all the things I want mm, in life, yeah. you know, because I'm an, of an age younger, where, and it, it is different yeah. when you're younger. And I vividly remember my first trip to Zara in, I think it was in the States <laughs> and just, just feeling yeah. so thrilled. Uh, here <laughs> yeah. is this world of amazingness and I'm here and I'm, and I was actually was talking to somebody about it recently. I was saying, God, I didn't realise all the harm I was doing. And she was saying, well, you don't have to be too hard on yourself because nobody did then. Back yeah. in the 90s, we didn't understand what this model was going to do and the effects it was going to have and the catastrophe that would unfold because of it. Yeah. So I'm conscious of, you know, and I, and I don't want to get preachy in my column in the Irish Times. I don't want to start preaching at people and saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. But I suppose my approach to it is saying to people, this is what you can do if you opt out of those systems. And, you know, Santos describes it so that. well. It is, they are deliberately designed to make us feel better momentarily, fleetingly, until the next thing comes along. Um, but there are other ways to make ourselves feel better. There are much more sustainable to use that terrible word but you know actually do profoundly make us feel better and though they don't necessarily cost any money so I think I'm an evolving um, money person I was very much a yes let's do that let's mm, get it yeah. and and like that I mean I remember my mom and I used to always say you know someday we're going to be just able to go into a shop and buy something and not even look at the price um, <laughs> because you know in my childhood we couldn't do that we, yeah. you know we were on very tight budgets and I think there is a reaction to that and and the feeling that that point up ahead was going to be the point of absolute joy yeah. um, and now I suppose we're but you know th that point in life has been reached and I realise actually I don't really want to do that I'd mm. much rather I'd much rather know that my money is 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 supporting somebody, is is supporting a life that is, you know, making a difference that actually my money, that, that I'm spending my money in a way that's going to make the world maybe a little bit better and not a little bit worse. Yeah, so, I'm definitely like where you were with the yes, yes, yes. And I think it's interesting because I grew up with not very much money, but my mom was very much like, she was a yes person. Yeah. So like if she could or she had to kind of 
maneuver our way around to, to get the things or whatever it was. She was very optimistic and always, and she'd still be a bit like that. Like we don't, for some reason, I don't seem to think of money as a as a thing, as a currency. It's like, I almost want to get rid of it. It's like, I I don't know what that is or what so you, what's, a, how you'd psychoanalyze that. <laughs> there's, a, there's another money personality where it's almost like you're a monk. You don't really know where the money is coming or going. You don't really care. Yeah. You don't work really for the money. Um, and and that's the hippie as well. There's, there's a little bit of hippie, hippie in that where it's like we'll give everything we have. But I think you have to have a, like what I've realized now, I'm a little bit of a spender. But then there's people that come out the other side where they're terrified of spending money. Mm. So I'm a little bit of a spender, a little bit of a hoarder as well. So now I'm like, you, you have to have a balance of all of them a little bit. And then you have the gambler who takes risks all the time. Not just illig- like not us going into, you know, the bookies or something and actually gambling. I mean, in life, you know, they will go for this and they will do that. But you have the person that needs to be, you know, well done. Well done, Roisin. Brilliant. So here's money to show that you're doing great in life. Right. There you go. Well done. And what I've realized is you just need to have a little bit of all of them. Yeah. But you need to understand what you, where you are right now. So I am a spender, but I'm conscious of as well, you know, pulling back a little bit. I like to take risks now and then. So it's it's not just I don't think that it's just about being like being good with money is, you know, one shoe fits all. It really isn't. It's understanding what your values are around money. Yeah. You know, it might feel good to you know, support the community you're in. Or it might feel good to say, I'm going to build wealth for my grandkids. Or it might feel good to say, I'm going to, you know, earn money so I can have my farm in the country. You know, it, it, it has to be down to you, but you have to manage that money to really furnish your life and your it's own interesting values. Because you said earlier about not people not speaking about money. And I think it's brilliant. These days I hear, I'm hearing so many women speaking about money Love actually, it. which is certainly that is something we didn't hear. And there, and it's much more of a holistic approach, like looking at who you are as a person and, and as you say, the values and how that can fit into your life. Let's talk about food a bit because Christmas is a massive time Yum. for that. And, we're, <laughs> and also about the waste as well. I mean, yes. you know that thing, I was talking to someone the other day about when at Christmas, when you open your fridge, and there's so much in there, but actually it feels like there's nothing in there at the same time. Stuff it's like, what, dinner. what can I make for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Nothing, because I've just got all this crap. Not crap, it's lovely. Yeah. It's smoked salmon, it's, you know, whatever. It's all yeah. this stuff. But, but it's, you know, so so there is like something not right about that. And we do, I think there's this, that Anne Enright scene in her novel, The, the Gathering, of the, she goes, she goes, the woman going to the Christmas shop. I mean, it's, it's one of the best things ever written about that moment. And you're just constantly putting things in your trolley. And it has to be this hugely overfilled trolley. We don't need to do that, Catherine, do yeah. we? And really? then she forgets the Brussels sprouts yes. or something and has to go back. And, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it, it ends up crying on the side of the road. I think, yeah, it is. It's forgotten that it's such a great. No, we don't need to do. And and again, it's just like we're all wired with this set of buttons and like Christmas mode. I have to be a bit cranky and I have to be like have a list the long, length of my arm and go into the supermarket with other people who are also in the similarly frenzied shopping state and every everything's been moved around because the Christmas stuff is here and I can't find anything and yeah I think you just have to be kind to yourself as well as everybody else around you and say maybe this year we'll just have a slightly smaller version of Christmas that will be That was my feeling this nicer. year with the wooden tree. I just had that feeling. I just yeah. don't want to do everything How big is the wooden doing. tree? I, lo- I love the idea of a wooden yeah, tree. The wooden tree from um, the four-letter supermarket that I got. Is it like a full tree? I can't say. It's from Lidl. And I got one from my sister because she'd been looking for one. She'd been to Lidl's all over town and couldn't find one so there was two there. So I got the two of them. But it's it's a wooden tree. It's We're now getting a Christmas tree now and it was a very spur-of-the-moment decision but I feel like I have that wooden tree now for the rest of the yeah. For well, the rest of my life, yeah. and we had to make it as well. We had to build the wooden tree, so that added to the. I'm dying to, to see this. I want to see the wooden I'll, tree. I'll post now. a picture on yeah. our social of the, of the of the wooden tree. But anyway, I'm going off on the tangent. But yeah, doing things differently, I suppose. Saying, do I have to do it? Yeah. In the same excessive way that we've been doing, and you know all what? The there time. aren't any Christmas police who are going to arrest you <laughs> for not doing it. I love I mean, that. It's like yeah, that, there aren't. That. That's really, but yeah. it's a good point though, because yeah. I remember when I was younger. You know, my mum would change things or not do the things exactly the way yeah. it used to be. I get really annoyed, and I can see my children doing that as well. But yeah. I understand now my mother's point of view because I'm kind of going. I don't know if I really want to do the mad, mad thing that you we used have to do. To. Yeah. 
You don't have to, but then again, I do see the the attraction. There is something nice, and it, and because we're all so splintered and we're all doing our own thing all the rest of the year, it is nice to kind of yeah. think we are all sweating over whether the yeah. grave is going to, you know, on that one day. There's something communal about it, but it doesn't have to be the like Nigella Lawson, you know, amazingly bling uh, over the top version of it. Although Nigella's, what's the brittle? It's the brittle that you oh, make. Oh no, I make a, I make chocolate Santas for people at Christmas. Oh, um, I love that. Um, yeah, so it's just it is a re- Nigella recipe actually, but yeah. like a lot of the three times, and Catherine's a friend of mine, yeah. and I would she will get some of that chocolate yeah, that I've made, God. and it's gorgeous, and everyone's so delighted every Christmas to see it. So I do think that's another Nailed good idea. Love. But yeah. you said communal there, Catherine, and for the past couple of years, I've been lucky enough to go to someone else's house for Christmas dinner, mm. and it's happening again this year. So that's three years in a row that I haven't got in my head. Oh my God, I've got to make this yeah. bloody turkey all. Yeah. And stuff, and I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at some point I'm going to have to reciprocate, but I don't. I hope I don't because they they seem to really like it. And he's a really good chef, and it all seems to be fine. Let's hope I don't have to reciprocate. Just but pushing it. I keep bring pushing things it. like I bring the cheese, I bring crackers, I bring you know Love other that. elements of it. But what I was going to say about that is. I think like with a lot of things in this world we're facing into now, especially with the climate, sharing is going to have to become a bigger feature. And I feel like I share this Christmas now with my friends and, you know, we're going to have to start sharing cars, sharing the resources, all of that sort of stuff. So in a way, there should be a conversation, maybe in a friend's WhatsApp of, do you guys want to do the Christmas dinner and we'll come and next year we'll do it or making it a bit more like that instead of us all fixed in our own sort of, this is my Christmas, you know, I'm going to have this Christmas that's mine. What about a kind of reimagining of the actual Christmas dinner as to who's there and Mm. maybe it's a couple of friends groups or maybe it's something else. Is Mm. that... That's a lovely idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. And I think it's much more enjoyable as well because everybody gets to do a small bit or bring whatever they're good at or whatever they like doing and, you know, hopefully that's going to be the most Yeah, like my daughter's in charge of the charades so for the last few weeks she's been making the adding to that pile of, you know, movies and theatres and that. she doesn't join in. She's the kind of judge of it all and you oh, know so, nice. so you know like, if, if there's more, yeah, there's more thought <laughs> maybe that. around the actual day itself and what we're going to be doing and, you know, yeah. all that yeah. kind of stuff. But uh, um, um, Back to what you were saying with food. I, one way of saving money as well is like, I love a meal plan. I just, sometimes it gets so busy, you know, and you want to be eating well as much. Like I, I, cause what I do is I, if I don't meal plan, I don't eat. And then I eat at nine o'clock at night. Then I, oh my God, I remember dinner and I'd feed the kids and they'll have everything sorted. Um, but it's all rushed and it's not enjoyable. So I'd say for Christmas, there's a time for you to literally make a meal plan for the week, you know, whether you're going to have your turkey curry the day after or your stir fry or you're going to have whatever you have on Christmas Eve, still do a meal plan. You know, you could still stay on budget, you know, for it. We don't have to go too crazy. And you might say, like, I have my envelope, so I know on Christmas Day I can buy, you know, whatever I want. There is going to be more wine and, you know, mm. sweets and chocolates in the house. But it's all in budget and it's all part of my meal plan. Those, those are the extras, but the three main meals are still being met because, you know, I spoke about the January money hangover, but we have the food hangover. We have the, you know, the alcohol, the hangover, hangover, yeah. you know. And I think that if we kind of just plan that and and have a budget for it and have your meal plan for it, I think... That's a great way as well off doing um, with, with, with regards to your food shop for staying in budget as well, staying on budget. I think we we kind of go, it's Christmas, forget about everything, you know, but we can't, we can't do that. I For me, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's And it's not a strict lifestyle. It's not, I don't think about money the way I used to. I used to think about money all the time when I was in debt. Like it was like the topic in my brain. Mm. You know, how am I going to pay for that? If I take that from that, I can pay that and then I can put that there. Mm. And that, and it was always, you know, that game. But now it's, I'll do my meal plan for December. I still, I can have whatever I want. Like I'm not saying have whatever you want on the meal plan, but just have it there in place that there is some sort of structure. Mm. We don't lose ourselves 
too much and then it allows you to just enjoy and be present yeah I mean that's that's what we wanted to have we wanted to have a podcast called have yourselves a merry conscious no have yourselves a conscious little Christmas we're getting it wrong there <laughs> it felt like a good idea at the time but I yeah. think that's it you know in, in everything we've spoken yeah. about today it's about being conscious of it thinking about it not being mindless not just doing things for the yeah. sake of it um, and thinking things through uh, whether it's a gift for your neighbour or it's you know making <laughs> some chocolates for somebody else or whatever it is Final, final question. Just what are you both looking forward to at Christmas? And what, what, is, what are your kind of things that you only think ahead? I'm really looking forward to this. Um, Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies with the kids and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn off my phone for a few days and just unplug because I need to um, recharge. So that's that's going to be. And family, my family, getting them all in the one room and the arguments and you know, the, the stories that come up from when you were a kid and you're trying to forget and they just come up every year. My mom tells the same stories, but it wouldn't be the same if she didn't, you know. So, yeah. How about you, Catherine? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, that rest time, that lull between Christmas and New Year. I love it when it's quiet again and, and the frenzy has died down and everybody's recovering from it. I like that lull and we we do some walks my godmother's a great walker and we always meet her after Christmas and we go for a walk up the Dublin mountains and maybe a Christmas swim you mentioned a Christmas swim (laughs) I haven't been in the sea for a while so uh, one of those yeah just uh, activities we're going to go and see the the weir in the abbey as well that's going to be that was another idea actually I forgot to mention you know an experience as a present so we're bringing my parents to see and Liam's parents to see uh, the weir so I'm really looking forward to that it's always feels part of Christmas and our Christmas party for the first time in three well, years. Well, I'm looking forward to your Christmas party as well. Catherine <laughs> <laughs> throws a great Christmas party every wow. year. And, uh, but it hasn't happened obviously for the no. last while. No, so been that, nice. so nature is healing. And yeah. also nature is healing. We're back in the studio yeah. for the first time. I should mention that. But Santa's and Catherine, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I wish you a very conscious and happy Christmas. Love that. And thank you for all the advice and tips. I'm sure it's been really helpful to listeners. Thanks thank for you so much. Thanks for having us. That was Irish Times contributor Catherine Cleary and Santos O'Garo, author of The Money Mentor, which is due out in January and is available to pre-order. Thanks very much to them. That's all we have time for. The podcast is produced by me, Roisin Ingle, by Suzanne Brennan and Aideen Finnegan with JJ Vernon on sound. You can contact us by email, thewomenspodcast at irishtimes.com or on social at IT Women's Podcast. Mind yourselves and I'll talk to you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.